Welcome to The Table, a weekly podcast where we discuss biblical principles and learn how to apply them to our everyday lives. In 2021, Pastor Don Castleberry will lead us on a journey through the Bible in chronological order and share with us insights that are sure to grow our faith. So relax, grab a seat, and thanks for joining us for this episode at The Table. Welcome to the table. We are so excited that you're joining us for this episode. We have Pastor John Sopich joining us again. JP, what's up? I'm pumped. Let's do this. This is our fourth attempt at recording this podcast. (laughs) So uh, our day has gone pretty interesting, man. (laughs) We have uh, been setting up for the baptistry and came up and... Our first attempt, we had everything set up in place, and you wear many hats when you do rural ministry. And Pastor John showed up at the table wearing a panda costume. He was recording for a children's uh, video (laughs) and popped in to do the podcast. And right about the time we was going to begin, I spilled a cup of coffee all over (laughs) everywhere, everything in my office. Yes, he had he baptized his his office table. That's for sure. Yeah, and so um, it was pretty crazy, man, all over all of my Bible, uh, mm. my my phone. And so if the audio is a little bit off, have grace with us this episode. I'm still letting my phone dry out. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. But the Lord has a word for you today, and we are going to attempt to see how many times we can sneak coffee puns into this episode. Yeah, this will be fun. We'll I don't know if can they can do. handle it. I get it. <laughs> coffee. We're about to pour handles. out a blessing. Oh my goodness. Or, uh, Petey, Petey, your yeah. cup runneth over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All over your table. We will uh, see if we can filter our way through this. Oh, Dave, that's good. <laughs> so, uh, well, somebody right now probably is cringing, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's going okay. to be fun, man. Okay. Um, hopefully by the end of this episode, those that are lagging will be perked up. <laughs> <laughs> and that Christ would keep you grounded. <laughs> So lame, dude. We're so lame. Hey, uh, so one of the things we've been talking about is uh, the chronological Bible study. We've been looking at uh, what we've been reading as a church, and so today we've got a lot to tackle. We're going to be looking at numbers 1 through 18, and anything in there is fair game. It's just what stood out to you and what stood out to I. But before we get into all of that, um, we're going to get into something that we have kind of made a tradition every time you come on. Uh, the episodes here around the table, and that is food, man. Yeah, um, it's just I am so sorry that you have such a poor taste in taste when Bro. it comes to food. It's just what it is. Bro, I have the taste of a genuine yeah. uh, hillbilly deluxe yeah, yeah, corn curls, bologna sandwiches, Pepsi and peanuts. Come on, Jesus. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, so... Uh, some people don't know this, but that's something we actually have in common is uh, we both was involved in the food industry before ministry, man. What did you do in the food industry? I did it all from the bathrooms, from the dishes, from cleaning the tables, from vacuuming, from, from flipping the burgers, from putting down the fries, to running the business, to ordering the food, to stocking all the stuff. I did it all. So did you, uh, and you did catering for a while, I know. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Did you guys ever do uh, catering for anyone that was like uh, famous? Oh, yeah. Well, he doesn't know this. And I don't mean like your your second cousin's uncle. No, 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 no. 
Oh, we did catering for uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah. Don't know if he liked it. That well, is crazy. I don't even know if he ate, but we he was there. It was for a, a fundraiser. That is nuts, man. Uh, that would be legendary. Uh, I actually got to meet Peyton Manning one time at whenever I was doing youth ministry at a uh, uh, student um, FCA banquet. So that was pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> You're like, who cares? <laughs> but uh, what, what I did in uh, the, the food industry, he is tall. Uh, what I did in uh, the food industry was uh, I served as a manager of restaurants. And then I did uh, sous chef, line chef. Uh, ran the kitchen, and we used to do a lot of catering for famous people that would come into the Branson area, mostly country musicians. But we did get Yeehaw! to do, yes, <laughs> we did get to do uh, the presidential debate for Kerry and Bush back in the day. And fun fact, I got in a bunch of trouble by one of the guys from the Secret Service for making jokes about food with one of the candidates. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. So, that uh, is that is actually pretty crazy. Um, you're probably on their list still from that. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's probably my name somewhere. So, hey, uh, so that's kind of interesting, you know, when it comes to food. Um, all right, so something I found out we have in common with food, and then we'll dive into the, the word today. I found out that we both like to cook our steaks the same way. Medium rare. Medium rare. Come it's on. It's got to at least be part, part way mooing when it's coming the out. The Hornet, the Hoofit, bring it to the table. That's what I say. Game on. And we have a friend, man. I know he listens. But I heard that uh, you was talking to me that Jared Pasquale yeah. cooks his steaks me- uh, well done. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I invited him over to my house for dinner. And, you know, I had these awesome New York strips. And then I found out that I'm like, Wow. I highly like your steak cook just so I can be prepare. He's like, well done. I'm Now I'm thinking, I'm like, well done. Maybe I should just like switch <laughs> to chicken or something. I would just throw him a pack of beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> or hot dogs. <laughs> right. So, Jared, if you're listening. We love you. I might not have a man truck, but I know how to cook a steak. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, so in the word, man, numbers 1 through 18, what's something that stood out to you, Pastor John? Well, I would say between... Uh, numbers 11 and 15 were really, you know, th- those are really creating traction to me. Yeah. And basically it was uh, kind of just like a big soapbox for the all of the Israelites. They were just all, woe is me, and oh, I'm so, I, I have it so, life so hard. God, you feed me every day and I don't worry about nothing, but I, I have it so bad. And uh, it was like in like a... They start talking about you know missing the the garlic, the leeks, the fish. Yeah. Uh, back uh, back in Egypt, and back when they were slaves, they didn't even say like like they they missed being in slavery because they said at least we got free food, like it didn't cost them anything. And I was like, wow, they were wanting to eat all of those things so bad that they were willing to go back into slavery for it. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I I was reading that, and in v- chapter 11, down in verse 6, uh, so they're talking about, uh, like you said, in Egypt, they said, we was freely given cucumbers and melons and leeks. Oh, melons, Come on. leeks. Oh, thank you. Bunch of, bunch of vegetarians. <laughs> and onions and garlic. And then it says this, but now. But now. Right? But and, now, where? And, and like... I, th- I thought about that, man, though, and I was like... Uh, 
God spoke to my heart and said, beware of your butt nows. And uh, he wants us to live in the now and get our butt out of the way. Oh, dang. And so Preach it. That's good. one of the things that you see is uh, God is uh, brewing uh, oh. uh, up an, up another miracle for them. Wow, that was yeah. good. And uh, he's, he's, uh, he's putting together miracles for them. But they're so busy, man, looking at the uh, obstacles that they don't see the opportunity of the kingdom all around them. And uh, they don't see the provision because they're too busy complaining about what they've lost. And I think in our own lives, I don't know about yours, but certainly in my life, there's so many times, man, where God's probably looked at me like a spoiled brat. And he's yeah. like, he's like, quit looking at all of the and complaining about all of the obstacles and the things that you don't have. And mean, awaken yourself to realize how blessed you really are. Yeah, we have this uh, saying in our house, right? Like, if I hear my kids complaining, or and they do this to me too, man. But if we hear each other complaining, complaining, uh, we we look at them and we or they look at me and they say first world problems, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, uh, but we see in numbers, it was that man. They had uh, problems that really wasn't problems. They had food. Yeah. They're, they're complaining about the provision that God had given them. Yeah. Speak into that a little bit. Well, I mean. How we can kind of like apply that, what was going on here was, you know, God was taking care of them. God kept his promise the whole way through. He never left them. He never forsake them. He never let them, you know, starve and die and lead them astray. He never did that. He took care of them and he led them regardless of the situations that were at hand. But what was happening was the blessings that literally they were eating food from heaven. Like, oh, whenever you say, like, oh, man, this this food's, like, from heaven. Like, this is heavenly. No, literally, they were eating manna yeah, from heaven. Right. And But that just wasn't good enough. They began to take their, what, God's faithfulness for granted. Yeah. And they, and they, they took what was a blessing and a miracle and amazing, the fact that God would show his mercy every single day and give him fresh bread and, and take care of him. They instead... They turned themselves to looking back and saying, I would rather be where I was. Yeah. You said something, The I think it was the second time we tried to record <laughs> this. You said uh, that they had lost their thankfulness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you see that in complaining. It's right. Like complaining causes us to lose our thankfulness. Uh, do you remember uh, something that you said along the lines of uh what did you mean by it causes us to lose our thankfulness? Yeah, because whenever we, whenever we are not able to enjoy what we have, we what makes us think we can enjoy what we don't have? Yeah. Um, if we can't, if I can't enjoy my life as is, I'm not going to going to enjoy my life when it's what I believe to be better. Yeah. Because that's good. if I can't learn to take what maybe is the good things, the bad things in my life and find the joy where God is in all of those things, then I'm going to be just as selfish and just as inconsiderate that even if you were to slap a million dollars in my bank account, I would be just as miserable now as I would be with a million dollars in my bank account. They would just be bigger problems. Wow. That's so good, dude. And you look across the world, like there's people on the other side of the world. They would love to have the problems that we have. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when your uh, water heater went out. Oh, yeah, dude. That was a big deal. Oh, I got to take cold showers. Ah! Right. And for them, they're like, fresh water would be awesome. Right. Like, <laughs> And I'm like, 
First world problems. Yeah, first world problems. <laughs> right? I couldn't even brew a good cup of coffee, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you could just pour it everywhere. Right, dude. Uh, it would give up a heavily aroma. To I have the a Lord. question. Yes. You were talking about butt now moments. Yes. And I want to know, did you have a butt now moment with God where you could have returned, like Israelites, back to slavery? Or you could have uh, chose and followed God into the promised land? Oh, yeah. I think we all have. You know, I, I remember um, I had only been saved for a, a little bit. And uh, I was kind of living on the streets at the time. I was just bouncing around from place to place trying to uh, figure life out uh, as far as uh, what next looked like for me. And uh, I would sleep wherever I could basically position my head. I didn't have a home. Uh, and I was staying uh, this one particular night at a friend's house uh, named Eric. He was a he was a good good dude. And um, I, anyway, he was getting ready to go to uh, college days at this Bible college. And uh, so he was telling me that he was leaving on like a Friday. And so I had to find someplace else to stay for the weekend. Yeah. And um, I was going to stay. Um, I was trying to figure out whether it was going to be another buddy's house or our, the laundromat and sleep. And anyway, uh, so he left and God spoke to my heart as he was leaving and said, I want you to go to this Bible college. And I'm like, man, I'm homeless. <laughs> like, I, I can't go to no Bible yeah. college. You, you had those... Plenty of, of butts right there. Right, right. It was yeah. like, so I, I was giving God all the, the excuses. I was like, but God, you know. Yeah. And yeah. God was like, no, man, I want you to do this. And I just kind of blew him off. And and that night I was going to go, um, I was working two jobs trying to get my finances together to get a, a roof over my head. And and so it was like a Friday night. I, I went to uh, to my uh, wife now. It was, she I was dating her at the time. I went to her house and. She was in the back of the house getting ready, and I was just stayed out and was sitting in the living room. And uh, on the Christian television channel, they was broadcasting college days where my buddy was at. And uh, the Lord was like, I want you to go to this school. And I'm like, I want you to be quiet, right? Like, <laughs> uh, I, I don't even have my life together, man. And uh, he was like, You're, I want you to go to this school. I'm calling you into ministry. And uh, I remember it like it was yesterday, man. Uh, I went to change the channel and the remote with the batteries and the remote was dead and I was too lazy to get off the couch and go ah, change the channel. First world problem. Yeah, first world problem, man. Yeah. And so I was watching this and I just began to weep because I knew like this is next for me. And um, long story short, he came back from college days that weekend and um, he uh, he said, man, I, I don't feel like I was called to go there, but I was. I feel like the God wanted me to get you an application. I was like, what? Boom, and, roasted. And so, dude, I uh, I filled it out. I sent it in, and I was like, God, if you could do all this stuff, uh, I'll go. And God took care of everything. I mean, the miracles that took place was crazy to get me there. Yeah. And then little, Was it as crazy as manna falling from heaven? It was as crazy <laughs> as... It was like blessings being spilled out. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> oh, all, all over. over the table. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so I, I got there, though, man, and I... I I was there two years, and then I was selected out of the college to preach college days. And so I was actually one of the guys that was calling other students to come. And <laughs> it was a moment that was so surreal to me. Like, man, when I got called here, I really didn't feel like I fit. And I didn't feel like there was any way that I could get here. Yeah. And But that was the moment, man. And, you know, a lot of the times it's 
we can get stuck in the complaining and staring at the obstacle that we rob ourselves of an opportunity that God's wanting to open for us, you know? You can say that again, because if you didn't hear that, you got to hear that. Yeah. It, well, hear it, that. I mean, we all have those moments, mm, dude, yeah. where God, you know, going on in numbers, it's what happened to uh, Caleb and Joshua. They could have been like everybody else and complained, but they saw something completely different than everyone else saw even though they were looking at the same thing yeah they were they were with everyone yeah. they ate the same bread they lived they listened they followed around uh, the covenant the same way they they were in the same predicament but their hearts were so much different their relationships with one another and with but with god and the way they saw god was not tarnished by the slavery of you Egypt. know what it was they had a different level of discretion Oh, you mean discretion. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they, dude, you're exactly right, though. They looked at the same thing. Some saw giants and said, we can't. And some saw giant fruit and said, we absolutely we can. can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes whenever you look at your problems and, you know, you complain about your problems, but honestly, there are solutions yeah, to your problems, to every problem. You know, I was talking to talking to someone the other day, and I was telling them, I was like, your problems will not go away. They will always be there. Right. But, but we need to take these problems, and we need to turn them into opportunities to grow and opportunities to learn from them. And, um, you know, in this in this moment, he selected it, and there was two that came out of thousands yeah. and thousands and thousands of people. Two came out, and two were willing to, you know, everyone's like, don't go that way. Don't go there. You don't want to go there. And But they were like, oh, no, we want what God, want, God has for us. We want the promised land. They were looking not at where they were, but they were looked at where God was taking them. Yeah. That was powerful. Yeah, it, you know, and it's crazy too, John, like as you're talking, because what God does is God will listen to what you're, you're asking for, and he'll give you mm-hmm. – Sometimes he'll give you, he'll say, if that's what you want, you know, it's really not what I had for you, but I'll give it to you. Uh, and so like you're talking about the problems, th- that's all they were focused on was what they didn't have. God, we don't have meat. God said, okay, you want meat? I'll send you quail. quail I'll send quail, you quail. Quail, 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 <laughs> right. quail, quail, quail. And so God was like, quail, quail, quail. And, uh, oh, wow. and, and so he sends them all of this quail to the fact, what do they do? Start complaining again. Yeah. Right? They have too much quail. Because their it wasn't the, the food, food. It was their heart. heart. It was their heart. Perspective, man. Yeah. And like I look, I think about this, like where God's taking you to. I, I remember when I was learning how to drive my car. Yeah. And I would be so focused on trying to stay between the lines in the, in the, like in the street. Yeah. That sometimes I would not be paying attention to what was in front of me. And I would find myself going too far to the left, too far to the right. But as I learned that if you kept your eyes fixed forward, you would position yourself within the lane you need to be. If you kept your eyes um, alert to those that are around you, ahead of you, not on your particular car or on the yeah, lines themselves. Good, so as long as you were looking forward, you were able to center yourself way easier um, and way safer than trying to just look at those sides. Uh, next to what's next to you so and i think a lot with god is trust me with all your heart lead on not onto your own understanding he's saying um what I, where i'm telling you you're going you're not going to see it on your left or your right you're going to see it in front of you 
Yeah. You're not going to see it in your rear, room, your rear view mirror. You'll be able to look back at all, all that God has done throughout your life. But where he's taking you to is not in the rear view mirror. It's in right in front of you. That's good, dude. And you will be experiencing it as you're driving down this life journey that we're in. Yeah, that's so, so good, dude. Uh, so focus ahead and stay in your lane. Yeah, focus ahead and stay in your lane. That is really good advice for somebody that's listening today. Is there any other thing uh, that you could pull out of numbers, you know? Uh, it was funny in Numbers 15, uh, he's talking about drink offerings. And I was thinking about that as we were spilling coffee everywhere. <laughs> well, I was spilling coffee. And yeah, you, you were. Generously helping clean it up this morning. Seattle's uh, best all over your table. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And I was like, uh, Jehovah Java. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, hey, uh, is there anything else that really stood out to you in numbers that you think we need to cover today? Man, let us just not, like, remember what God has already done for us. Yeah, so good. You know, like, if if you are sitting, you know, listening to this today, and you're not content with... With just the fact, just this one mere truth, that Jesus loves you and that he'll never leave you and you're not content just in that alone, you're not going to find it outside of Jesus. Jesus is a is the cup that overflows. Yeah, dude. Come on. His, his love overflows, even if it's on Oliver Pastor Don's table. But Jesus' love, it is the thing, it is the rock, it is the thing that never changes and it never moves. And if you, we can't be content in that things are not going to help us. Things are going to distract us and let us down and hurt us. Yeah, They're always going to under-deliver. They're going to promise the best and under-deliver. They're always going to promise you a bigger car, faster car, stronger truck, whatever it is. But it will always under-deliver because there will always be something bigger and greater. But nothing is bigger and greater than Jesus and God's love for us. And if we can be completely content in that and not... or brag about what we didn't have or what we had back then when we were slaves, when we were just sitting in our jobs or not doing anything about our lives, when we were watching our families be destroyed or when we were watching our lives, um, instead of of acting on our lives, we were reacting in our lives. But instead, finding your contentment in Jesus right here, right now, right where you're at. And that way you can be, have that Caleb vision where you can see that these problems that are around you, they aren't where you're going. You're going through those things. Yeah. You're going to the promised land. God has called you to a specific time and a place. Yeah, that's real so good, man. What I hear from that is uh, is that um, we always must check um, the source. You know, If you think you always have a need for more, you have to ask yourself, why do you feel that way? Yes. Right? Because this is the reality. I mean, and this is the one of the biggest temptations and tricks of the enemy is uh, material possession breeds material possession, right? And, and and stuff that moth and rust destroys. God is is doesn't mind us um, being blessed with stuff. He might he he has a problem when stuff has us. Yeah, it's like. If when you're wanting constantly things, it's kind of like trying to blow up a flat tire. Yeah, come on, dude. Yeah, you keep on trying to pump stuff into your life that you think is going to bring you happiness, but really you have a hole. And the hole 
is missing that completeness in Christ. Yeah. And it's that whole that that leaks all the frustrations, all the addictions, all the shortcomings and all these things where you feel like you need more or you don't have enough or you're left out or you'll never be successful or all these things that are have this hole in your heart. But it's yeah. literally just like if you're just trying to um, not even fix the flat. You don't have a fix the flat in there. You're just trying to pump up a tire yeah. that is that, that has a hole in it. And so what we see too, man, is like complaining and thankfulness with that comes from the same place. Uh, different perspective. Yeah. Uh, the place is the same pl- circumstances. Yeah, man. The the place is supposed to be the spot that God fills. It's supposed to be where He's the source. But when you plug into the wrong source, rather than having thankfulness, you have complaining. Yeah. And complaining uh, will steal our joy. And as we're closing today, I- I'm reminded um, one of my mentors is actually the guy I got saved under. He taught me something, man. Uh, He's uh, passed away now, but this message will go with me uh, my entire life. He said, um, "He said, always know this, and if you don't remember anything that I've ever taught you, uh, remember this. He said, the enemy is coming to steal your joy. And I was like, man, I get that. I understand that. And I really didn't. He doesn't want you to be happy. Right. Yeah. And he said, no. <laughs> he said, you don't get it. He said, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so he understands this. He said, and he understands that if he can steal your joy, he steals your strength. If he steals your strength, you start complaining. And you quit you fighting. Yeah. And uh, and the moment you start complaining and you quit fighting, you realize your joy has been stolen. And so that, at that moment, man, we must pause. We must get alone with the Father and ask him to plug us back into the right source. Um, because uh, we all go through things and we will uh, either be one or two people, man. We'll be people that look for uh, opportunities or stare at obstacles. Yeah. And whatever you focus on will determine whether you're thankful or whether you're a complainer. And we see that with the people. Um, man, they were complainers. Um, but God's grace, because they had a leader that loved him, uh, led them through. And so we're going to continue with this next week. John, thanks so much for joining us at the table today. Woo-woo! This is fun. You, and you had a... This roast has been, me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> One last fun. Hey, uh, it, dude, it's been fun. It's literally taken us a couple hours to, to <laughs> I think, get this one done. Um, we started off, you was wearing a panda suit, getting ready for a panda video, yeah. and now you just got done dropping your dog off at the dog groomer. But uh, So, hey, if you're listening today uh, and you, you're struggling, I would just uh, challenge and encourage you. Uh, it's as simple as this. It's an easy fix. Unplug from the wrong source, plug into the right source. Get in your word. Uh, get good, godly people around yes. you. Get in a spirit-filled church. Get around godly people. And allow the Lord to uh, love on you. Leaders lead with love. And so, love you so much. Uh, that's all the time we've got for today. Uh, we are going to Folger this thing up. Oh. And until next time, we'll see you back here at the table. That was horrible. Well, hey, as I said, that's all the time we got here at the table today. Thanks for joining us. If you've been blessed by this episode, would you do two things? One, share this episode with a friend and hit the subscribe button if you are not yet subscribed. And until next time, we'll see you right back here at the table. <laughs>